Welcome to the Make Disciples Podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Well, welcome back to this episode of the Make Disciples Podcast. My name is Dan Rober, and I am thrilled to have two guests in our podcast studio. I think this is the first time that I have had two guests in this podcast studio, so it's very exciting. First of all, we are joined by Sally Powell. Sally, thanks for being here. Thank you, Dan, for having me. It's such a pleasure. Glad to have you back. And Christina Kingsley is also joining us. Hi, Christina. Hey, I'm glad to be here as well. Now, Christina, I think this is your first time in the I podcast am, studio yes. with us. I am a newbie here. Yes. So. A, a rookie. Well, we're glad to have both of you here with us. And we have a, a special topic to talk about today. So throughout this uh, season, we've been talking about the spiritual disciplines, and we're going to wrap that up in a few episodes, but we're taking a break from that. And we want to talk a little bit about our study that we've been doing over the fall and the spring. We've been studying the book of Samuel, First and Second Samuel, and it's been uh, an encouraging time as we walk through this uh, history. And I say encouraging, but let's be honest, sometimes it's less than encouraging and a little bit difficult as well. That's a good thing because we want to wrestle with uh, the words of God and try to understand uh, more of what it means about who God is as well as uh, what that means for us. Um, and so it's been a, a good time of study. And one of the things we've asked for people to do throughout the study is to send in questions if there are things that they've wrestled with and things that we can share with uh, this podcast audience as a way of uh, benefiting those who may not have participated in this study with us. So we're going to try as best we can to get into some of these questions. So let me pose uh, one of them that came in. It said, without a specific word from God, like with Nathan, how can we know if our hardships are punishment or discipline or spiritual warfare or natural consequences of a broken world? We have that very specific example in uh, 2 Samuel 12, talking about David being confronted by Nathan. But how are we supposed to know that? Sally, what do you think about oh, that? Oh, that's Let's a very interesting question. First of all, I would just eliminate the word punishment altogether because as a believer, God loves me dearly. He loves his children dearly, and he wraps his arms around us when we are uh, going against him, uh, and he pulls us even closer to himself. The discipline is actually a loving gesture of his. As far as uh, the other two hardships go, uh, whether no matter the genesis of any hardship, I first of all think uh, that there is nothing that comes to me but first flows through the hands of God. So I have to look to him first. And when I look to him, um, all the other circumstances of my life, all the hardships kind of fall to the peripheral. There's uh, verses in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, one says, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. Well, mm -hmm. the next verse says, consider him, consider him, meaning to ponder him, to think about him. So when we are looking at Jesus, when we are thinking about him during a hardship, we get to see this hardship through his eyes. He gives us what we need in terms of defining the hardship. So what if it is spiritual war warfare? Well, he takes me directly to his heart. He is the one who's going to fight. 
He's going to fight for me. Yes, he's given me this wonderful armor, but the armor represents Jesus. Every piece represents Jesus. So if it's the result of just being in this world, uh, say I drive down the road, I get a, I run over a nail, I get a flat tire. Well, how am I going to react to that? Am I going to blame God? Am I going to just say, oh, it's messed up my schedule? You know, I get to look to Jesus and have him change whatever is in me that is against his nature. All three of these hardships will conform me to the image of Christ. And, and I absolutely love that. Um, what was the other hardship? Um, you know, spiritual warfare uh, and... Yeah, so discipline, spiritual warfare of just natural consequences of a yeah, broken world. Yeah, so I guess I covered all of them. So it really doesn't matter the genesis of a hardship. The main thing is to look to God. Yeah. And have him define them. And you use the word blame there. And I think that's really important because it's within our human condition to have bad things happen to us and then immediately look to blame because we right. want to put it in somewhere. We yeah. want to ascribe some sort of reason for it. And at times, that's not the direction we should be going. Oh, absolutely. He has an eternal purpose for everything. And sometimes we see it and sometimes we don't. Um, but the main thing is that we are being conformed to the image of his son. Yeah. Christina, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's hard that we don't always know why these hardships come. Um, but I do think practically we can process with the Lord and ask, okay, Lord, there's this thing that's happening that's hard. Is this something as a result of some sin in my life and do some reflecting with the Lord. Um, cause I know there's things that have come up for me and I've had to be like, okay, what, where of these three, is it coming in? Is it, is it something in my life that I've, I have unconfessed sin or I, I have sin in my life and the result is, you know, some things that have come out that are challenging or difficult. Um, and sometimes, you know, you go through that process and you're like, I actually think I'm okay. And you can kind of move to the next one of, saying, is this spiritual warfare or is this just, you know, kind of like Sally was saying, you know, you run over a nail. I mean, some of it's just the natural consequences of living in a broken world. Um, and some of it's just natural consequences of our sin. It may not even be discipline, but it's just things. If you, you know, are a teenage girl and you have sex before you get married and you get pregnant, that like is a hard thing to have to deal with. But that's the consequences of a sin and a natural consequence, not even a discipline, just the natural consequences of things that we do. So I think there's some of that, um, even just I've seen in my, like my life, some of the consequences of I see of my sin is I see it coming out in my children, which is no fun. Um, and so even just seeing those consequences, it's maybe not as much of like a hardship, but just a challenge as you see kind of your sin spreading to other people which we'll probably talk about later uh, in the podcast because we see a lot of that in Second Samuel. But yeah, that's kind of what I think of just being able to process with the Lord and even ask, where is this coming from? Are there things that I need to change or adjust? Um, and doing some kind of self-reflection and prayer. Yeah. I think I'd add just one more possibility about that is uh, bad things may happen as an opportunity for God to act. Um, we may not be able to explain it, but there's this uh, story that we have uh, in uh, John 9 where Jesus was walking by and there was this blind guy, blind from birth. And they're like, we want to know why it happened. Who was wrong so that 
this happened. And Jesus responded, it wasn't this man that had sinned or his parents that sinned, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. And so God may have a plan even in the midst of it. So we aren't given really good answers here. We're just saying that we don't know sometimes. We don't want to immediately blame. It's a perfect time for self-reflection and ultimately God's will is going to be done in that situation. Okay. I have one more thing. I remember when we were studying when the kingdom got taken away from Saul and um, there's just some hard things that happen. And I remember being like, like, why are these hard things happening? And I was listening to Jen Wilkins uh, podcast or teaching. I can't remember. But she had just said that it could be just the hard things he was dealing with could be just a way that the Lord was trying to get him to come back to repent, to see his need and dependence for him, uh, which I thought was like really interesting. I hadn't really thought about that, that sometimes you need these things, you're, you know, straying or you're not depending on the Lord. And he puts these things to make you depend, to come back, to repent, to get back in his presence, uh, which I felt like was kind of interesting and was new, not new information, but just kind of a new way for me to process that. Yeah. Discipline can be hard at times, but there is uh, a purpose and a point, or a restoration that goes along with it. Yeah. Well, here's another question that we got. Um, there are too many examples in First, Second Samuel of the poor treatment of women, uh, Tamar, the concubines, uh, and also not simply the women, but other examples of uh, just events and actions that to put it mildly, don't sit well with us. I mean, we have this example of 2 Samuel 8, where killing two-thirds of the Moabites by simply measuring out the people. And how do we explain this, and how does God's will fit into all of this? Uh, Sally, can we explain this? Oh, goodness, no, absolutely not. I mean, Good, the, let's my... move on. Next question. <laughs> no, right? next question, please. <laughs> um, my first answer to that question is that is an age-old Question that yeah. is very difficult to answer. For, um, you know, without answering it, actually, <laughs> uh, I looked at it as um, there is extreme wickedness of man and there is the uh, extreme pure holiness of God. And in between that, we need a savior. So um, the horrible things happen. We have a lot of barbaric uh, cultures in the past and even in the present. And all of that displays the wickedness of man. We need a savior. I can't explain what happened to Tamar and just all of the injustice of women and men. It's a very sad thing, but we need to keep looking at God's holiness and remembering he he does want to bring us to repentance, those who can be brought to repentance. And you said something really important there. You said both past and present cultures. I think that we can get uh, more comfortable in a culture that may, at least in our perspective, has gotten rid of this kind of stuff. And we say, but in reality, it hasn't. I mean, we have the Geneva Conventions and we've had the hashtag Me Too movement for a reason. Because war crimes, for example, women are taken advantage of and abused, and we are trying to push against those kind of things. So we need to pay attention to all of that. Christina? Yeah, I don't have much to add on to why. I think in some ways I'm thankful that we're seeing these things in Scripture because we're seeing, like you're saying, we're seeing them in our culture now, and it gives us this 
you know, it even just helps people to feel like they're not alone in what they're experiencing now that this has been going on. I mean, that's not really a comfort, but um, just knowing that like Jesus saw Tamar, uh, just like he sees women now, um, seeing yourself in scripture, seeing things that have been struggles. I don't know that many of us are concubines now, but um, hopefully not. But, uh, you know, just uh, being able to see situations that are still happening, I think can also be a comfort. So, yeah, but I don't know that I have an answer. I don't know if there is an answer. I mean, some of it could have been culturally with the Moabites. I don't know all of their culture, but I feel like maybe some of that could be from that. Sometimes they take all of the people um, when they have victory over something, and sometimes they take some. So I don't, I don't know if I have real good answers there. Sorry. Yeah. So we don't give really good answers because the fact is sometimes we're just waiting and we're, we're saying things are terrible. We don't know why, but the one answer that we can give is that there will be a day when they won't be this way anymore. And so in the midst of a broken world, we see that. Well, let's give one more question here. David is referred to as a man after God's own heart. How can he be called that considering so many poor choices that we're reading about in Samuel? Christina, let's start with you on this one. What do you have for that? I think, um, I mean, as you studied man after God's own heart, we saw it was actually a man of God's choosing. So it doesn't mean that everything he does is right or just like he's not perfect. He's not Jesus. He is a man that God chose and we saw him walk with God. Um, He has for sure up and downs. There was definitely times as I was reading, I just wanted to yell at David to be different, to do different things. Mm, You were the only one though. I'm sure. Yes. No one else else was frustrated at all. Um, But yeah, I think it's that distinction. He's not a perfect man. He's not a man that... I think this is something I didn't fully think about until I studied first and second Samuel. I think I thought like, you know, you kind of think of people in all good and all bad categories. And I think I was like, David, he's all good, man, after God's own heart. And as you start studying line by line, you're like, maybe he's not, you know, as great as I thought he was. Um, But I think what we see is he continues, even in his sin, he repents and he goes back to God again and again and again. And I think that is where a little bit of we see like he's a man after God's choosing, um, not someone who is perfect. And I think that's still true. God chooses different people for different things. I mean, even now he calls us to different things, um, but it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect at that or do it completely the way we should, because, again, we're living in a fallen world. So I think that is the distinction, though, that he was chosen, not necessarily that he you know, was just a perfect guy. That's so good, Christina. And um, I love the the fact that you brought out that he was chosen. And, and I do think he was chosen because God knew his heart to be one of repentance. Unlike Saul, uh, when David sinned, he repented and he did it over and over again. The David of 1 Samuel, it looks a lot prettier than the David of 2 Samuel. But the thing about it is that when God looked at David, He saw the same David in 1 Samuel as well as 2 Samuel. He knew what was in David's heart, and he knew what David would eventually do. And of course, we don't want to forget that he took multiple wives in 1 Samuel, which was uh, against God's law. So 
Um, and we do tend to set um, David up as this good and wonderful man, and we don't want him to fall. And I don't know why I'm surprised again and again when I read that he committed murder and adultery. It's like, I know what he's going to do, but I'm sitting on the edge of my seat and I'm saying like, don't do it, don't do it. But because I do set him up to, um, to be someone who shouldn't do that. But the thing about it is that um, his heart is like my heart. It's I sin and then I repent and um, I love God's forgiveness for him and how it's displayed over and over again. Yeah. So both of you hit on this. I completely agree. Uh, We like our heroes and our villains, right? We want to see it one way or the other and no gray area. But the fact is that that just doesn't exist, right? Maybe we've watched too many Disney movies. I don't know. We're just looking at the good (laughs) people and the bad people and all that. Well, I'm sure there are many more questions that we could be talking about related to uh, the book of First and Second Samuel. And uh, if you do have them, you're more than welcome to send them in to us. Not saying we'll give you a good answer for it, but we're happy to uh, engage them anyway. Feel free to email them to makedisciples at wildwoodtlh.com. Christina and Sally, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. My thanks to Catherine Eckhart, the producer of this podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida.